I hope you enjoy the upcoming content that we'll have for you on today's episode. I think you'll get quite a bit out of it. And know that today's episode is brought to you by the Swim Master Melody Course at successwithmusic.com. If you are in the songwriting game, if you are in the production game, make sure you understand what it takes to create a melody before you get to mastering and mixing and all that man it all starts with a powerful melody check it out today it is absolutely worth the investment the swim master melody course at successwithmusic.com hey let's get to the show this is swim success with music Yo, what's going on, music fam? This is Success With Music. I am Walt. I am your music coach, your It's Almost Christmas shopper, your I Wish I Can Jump the Black Friday line hopper. Oh, were you standing there? (laughs) My bad. No, I wouldn't do that. Yo, let's dive in. What's up, music people? What's up, music fam? This is Success with Music. I am your music coach. I appreciate you guys tuning in to the program today. Musicians around the world, around the country, I appreciate you guys tuning in each week to listen to the knowledge that we have to help you get better at your craft. Whether you're a singer, songwriter, instrumentalist, beat maker, or music student, hey, we're about that music life. Yo, today I'm going to pick up on a conversation that I had with a musician yesterday, I believe, or maybe this week. Uh, It doesn't matter. The point is, I want to tell you about some things that we talked about this week that may be beneficial for you. And if you heard the episode last week, I mentioned a conversation I had with someone else about music. It seems like these conversations are happening a lot more. How are these people finding my phone number is a different question. But yo, I want to fill you in on the conversation that I had with an up-and-coming musician this week. But yo, before we get into that, I wanted to share some interesting information for you guys at the top of the show. And yeah, let's go ahead and get into some interesting facts for today. I was actually doing a bit of research for the show, like always, and I came across some information for those of you who are into getting your music distributed online through some of those platforms out there that will get you, let's say, onto iTunes, onto Spotify, Pandora, those types of places. I wanted to share some interesting information that I stumbled upon today, and that is downloadable music is becoming a thing of the past. And some of you may be aware of what's going on. What I mean by that is streaming is really, really, really gaining a lot of steam. So if you're listening to music from... Spotify, if you're listening to tracks from, let's say, Apple Music, many of you guys are not taking the extra step in actually downloading and purchasing individual tracks or full albums from online services like Amazon, as I mentioned before, you know, Apple's platform, iTunes. A lot of us, we're starting to move over into that streaming life to where streaming is really taking over. So, When I heard about this fact, and I kind of knew it, I think you you also know that that 
is the way the world is going. I wanted to provide some information for you that I found was kind of interesting. One, streaming is gaining a lot of steam. And then two, those who are actually playlist curators, these people are actually growing in strength and influence in the music world. Back in the day, you would have, let's say, some guy sitting at a radio station determining whether or not he's going to give your track some spins. Most of us old school musicians, we would always desire that our music would get some airtime over traditional traditional radio. And don't get me wrong, traditional radio still has power, but things are shifting. Obviously, things are online these days. And more specifically, streaming playlists are now defining the careers of artists. Meaning, if your song winds up on a very popular playlist, you can actually see your streams increase. You can see your sales increase, your credibility out there increase. Your social cred goes up the whole nine yards. So the point being is that playlist curators are actually becoming incredibly powerful. Now, some of these major streaming services, they have their in-house music curators, but there are also platforms that allow for other people to build their custom playlists and share them. The point being is that, yeah, if you're in that music life to that level, make sure that you pay Close attention to those music curators out there because those people are eventually going to grow to king maker status as streaming takes over. All right, so let's go ahead and move into our main topic of the day. All right, so at the top of the show, I mentioned me having a conversation with a musician this week. We had a pretty, pretty long conversation. I can't go over every single detail of that conversation, but I did pull out a few a few things that I want to cover with you guys, four things specifically that I want to bring to the podcast today. And actually with the interesting fact that we started with at the top of the show with the whole Spotify and the streaming world, I want to tie in that part of the show with one of the things that I mentioned to the musician I spoke with this week. All right, so let me lay the groundwork for you here. I got a call from a guy. He's a young, up-and-coming producer in the city. He makes beats. He does a lot of production. Uh, he's help, He's helping a lot of different artists. He has one artist in particular that he's doing a lot of composition for. And, and this musician, I mean, he's he's all in on, on the music level here. He's, like, buying software. He's subscribing for services online. He has a social profile set up, social media profile set up. He's doing research. He's into the marketing. He's looking at music trends. I mean, he's really, really trying to push his music career to the next level. And of course, the reason why we have this show, a lot of you guys can identify with that. You may not necessarily fit the exact model of what I just outlined, meaning this guy I spoke with, but a lot of us in our own respective ways, we're trying to make that music life happened. So what I wanted to do is bring out four major things we discussed that universally may be helpful for the swim audience out there. So the guy calls me and he has like a ton of questions. He got word of what I do and he just wanted to pick my brain and just get a whole bunch of ideas from me. So let's talk about the first thing. He's out there. He's trying to push his music. He's trying to get more exposure for his music. We all are, right? If you had a piece of music 
and you can simply let the entire world hear it at one time, that would be like the most phenomenal situation ever, right? Everyone, all of us, usually when we have that song, man, we just wish that we can press a button and it's just out there. I mean, kind of that happens with that kind of happens with putting your music online, but it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone will have vision to or see or hear your music. Right. And, and that's just the, the world that we live in. So it's great that we have access to tools that can get us out there globally. But, eh, you know, a lot of times you won't be seen globally. It's just uh, again, that's how it works. So one of his major questions for me was, hey, I want to get my music out there. I want to push it hard. I'm, I'm willing to invest in my own craft. Should I pay for promotion? And specifically, he was referring to some of these promotional tools online. So I'm not sure if you guys have seen these things before, but I've received I've, I've received like a ton of emails direct messages about, yo, we can blow you up. We can get you so many views on YouTube. We can get your song in front of different industry people, or we can get a whole bunch of likes for your music. And the list goes on. I've seen a ton of these things. And if you are in the position to where you simply want to get your music out there, these promotional offers may seem pretty tempting. It was for the guy I was speaking with. So again, he's asking me, hey, Walt, so if you were my position, would you spend the money on these promotional services? My answer to him and to you is no. And let me explain. Yes, you need to get your music out there, but no to having to pay some company to put your music out there. What I told him is that I believe that if he's going to spend money on promoting his music, which he should, which you should, don't have someone else do it. I I rather you go and take that money and you go out and prom- and promote your music. Now, A lot of you, as soon as I said that, your eyes are starting to glaze over because you're like, I don't want to do it. I don't know anything about promotion. That's not what I want to be focused on. I I just want to do other things. I get it. But here's the thing. If you don't know how promotion works, if you don't know where to market your music and how to get some pub for your music, and you just trust that some random company online can do it for you, guess what could potentially happen? Someone can take your money. Say that they put your music out there and you get nothing for it. And I'm not saying that's true of every promotional operation out there. But what I am saying is that if you don't go through the the trouble of learning about promotion on your own, how do you know that your money is being well spent? If they're charging you 50 bucks for X or $100 for Y or $500 for the gold package, What does that mean? Are you actually getting a deal? So my recommendation to you is take your money and do your own promotion in the beginning. Maybe get into, and we talked about this in previous episodes in the music marketing episode. Go and uh, look that up here on our show, in in our show log. We talked about music marketing, doing certain things like social media marketing on your Facebooks and YouTubes and IG and things like that. You can do those things yourself. Watch a few videos online and you'll learn some basics about promotion. But again, am I a big fan of promos from these companies? 
I don't know because they they usually promise huge things like industry execs will hear your tracks. Your tracks will be heard by decision makers in Hollywood. (sighs) If that were true, that means that everyone that is doing business with this company would be blowing up. And most likely, that's probably not the case. Here's another thing, and I want to tie this back to my show intro here. There are some of these services online, and I want you to listen to me very carefully for those of you who are putting music out on streaming platforms in places like YouTube, Spotify, Pandora. Uh, there's a whole bunch of others. I'm not going to name them all. The point is, some of these companies will tell you that, hey, if you pay us X dollars, we will get you so many streams on Spotify. So many fans or what have you, or so many people subscribing to your song that's on a certain playlist. If I were you, I would be very, very cautious because number one, most likely these are not real fans. These are not real people. It's probably, I'm not sure if you heard of this term before, a click farm where there are people out there, believe it or not, that are paid most times in in, uh, third world countries to go to various websites, log in and click a button, go to another site, click a button. That's all they do. That's where your money's going. It's not like someone's in some huge metropolitan city just sitting back, just vibing to your music, man. Yeah, they're not. It's just a fake service. Sometimes it can be robot driven, meaning it's a computer program going out spamming sites. That's not worth it to me. That's those are not real people. Those are not real fans. And so, yeah, it may look good to you and to your friends to say, yo, my new track got, I don't know, 500 new streams or whatever. It may not be a real person on the other end. And that's the danger of paying for these promo Related activities. One more note about this and I'll move on. If you are paying to artificially boost your activity on platforms that pay royalties, you can wind up having your account shut down. You got to be very, very careful about that. Here's what I mean. If, for instance, you have music on, let's say, YouTube, if you set your account up right, you can actually get ad revenue and royalties from music coming through your YouTube channel. When they see people getting like a million YouTube views or whatever, there's money in that. Now, if you go out and hire a company to artificially boost the, the views on a video, and in turn, let's say you monetize that and get some money back off of that same video, if YouTube catches wind of that, guess what? They're going to shut you down. And the same thing applies to Spotify and any other service that pays out royalties for streams. So I'm telling you, please, if you can, on the promotion side of things, just put your own money into it. Yeah, as you grow, can you hire a promotion company? For sure. But a lot of these that promise a huge amount of success overnight, you know where I'm going with that. All right, I'll leave that one alone. Let me give you the next thing that we talked about. And we covered this uh, next topic here on a previous podcast, uh, uh, copyrights. So, and if you can, go back to the show logs. If you just go back to Success With Music, uh, the swim episodes, if you dig through there, you will see an an episode on understanding copyrights. But let me give you a, a brief piece of it here because this guy asked about it. He was saying to me, hey, so I'm making these beats. My music is out there. 
I'm afraid of someone stealing my music. I'm going to blast through this this topic really fast because there are books the size of like coffee tables on the copyright world. And I can't explain the copyright world to you in this short uh, podcast. And even in the copyright world where you have copyright lawyers, they even fight amongst one another about copyright laws and interpretations thereof. Here's the point. When it comes to copyrights, Yes, you should have your music copyrighted. Now, for those of you who are in the U.S., U.S. citizens, our rules state that as soon as you put your music onto your phone, you sing it into your computer, it's on your digital audio workstation, you jot, uh, I don't know, lyrics down on a napkin, you draw them on the wall. The point is, as soon as your music is on something that is fixed, again, like the things I just mentioned, Your music in this country is technically copyrighted, meaning you have a right to copy your music. You don't need to have some form or some type of uh, declaration for that to happen. It's just a law that we have. But a lot of you guys are saying, well, hold up. What about the little C that people put on the, the music once they're done with it? Again, it's copyrighted. Here's the thing, though. If you were ever to get in a situation where you had to defend uh, your copyright in court or you wanted to take someone to court about infringing on your rights, on your copyrights, they copied your music without your, your permission, you are highly advised to have filed your music with the copyright office in Washington, D.C. So this is now probably getting closer to what you've You've understood as getting a copyright. Now, here's the beauty of what I'm going to tell you here. Getting a copyright is not complicated at all. Go to copyright.gov. You can actually do all of this stuff online. You can upload multiple songs for one fee, by the way, on their website. If you can, if you're at the point of getting ready to put your copyrights together or get your, your songs copyrighted, take some time. Look at their website. I'll do you one better. Give them a call. There's a guy that sits in D.C. His job is to take your call and answer questions about how to file your copyrights. He's not there, by the way, to give you advice. Okay, so he's not going to tell you whether or not you should cut your boy in on a track that he wrote with you. He he can't tell you stuff like that. He can't give you advice as to, hey, should I give this guy 50 percent of my song or 20 percent? They won't answer questions like that, but they will tell you that, hey, in order to file your copyright, you need this. You need this piece of information. This box right here, that means this. But again, it's free information. Call the phone number on the copyright website and you can get your music copyrighted officially. And once you do that, you pay a small fee in, uh, I don't know, a few weeks or so, you will get an official form from the U.S. government with a seal on it saying that your songs are copyrighted, not copywritten, copyrighted, because again, we're dealing with a right. You have a right to copy your song. All right. So let me move on from that. So just just know that that's something that you can do with just a bit of research. I told you where to go. All right. uh, Next point. He also asked me, hey, Walt, how do I stand out? How do I separate our music, our band, our act, my artist from everyone that's out there? And it feels like everything that we're talking about today is stuff that we covered in a full episode. But this 
goes back to the music marketing episode where we talked about branding. That's where I start with everyone when it comes to the question of how do I stand out as a musician? You simply need a brand. Now, I'm going to try to answer this in a very simple and clean way here for those of you who did not hear that episode. In order to stand out as a musician, sometimes standing out or oftentimes standing out has nothing to do with being a musician. Let me say that one more time because that may have just gone over your head. In order to stand out as a musician or to have your own brand as a musician, sometimes you may do things that have nothing that relates to musicianship. Let me give you an example. And this is what I told the guy that uh, I um, I talked to this week. There's a, a young kid that I used to babysit way back in the day when I lived up in Cleveland. He's since, of course, grown up, and he's in his 20s now, and he's done a lot musically. In fact, uh, he's been on tour with a major, major artist that globally everyone knows. He, he was the backup singer for this artist. Anyhow, he went on to just launch his own career. He's doing quite well. He's on a lot of different um a lot of different shows you see him on tv i mean he's everywhere has like i forget how many views he has like online i mean the guy has really blown up musically he has a phenomenal voice has a a phenomenal stage presence um but in terms of branding the thing that i noticed is that in everything he's been doing since he's been he's he's got into the music game he's always wearing something yellow yellow hat yellow scarf yellow pants, yellow uh, rim glasses. It's just a thing that he does. That's just kind of, you know, a part of his personality. It's just, it's kind of a quirky thing, but it's, it's now shifted from a quirky thing into being his brand. And again, that may sound very simple and just kind of, for you, it may sound ridiculous. I can tell you for him, it is so working. Uh, if I can, you know, I wish I can point you to some of his work right now, but the guy has blown up in terms of just notoriety. And I mean, he's known all over the industry, out in LA, New York, you name it. And he's been all over the globe, by the way, doing his music. So the point is, He's just used this as his branding. I mean, there's other things, too. I'm, I'm kind of simplifying it a bit, but this is a major part of what he does. And him wearing yellow <laughs> at every concert, plaid shirt, yellow jacket, yellow this, yellow shoes, it's not making any difference musically for for him. But from an appearance standpoint, it's just different. So if you were to describe him as like, oh, yeah, that dude that can really, really sing. Yeah, the, the dude that's always wearing, wearing yellow. Well, automatically, you've separated yourself from every other artist out there by doing something simple like that. So here's the question. Here's the answer. As a musician, find something that you can maybe feature about yourself, about your personality. That's a bit different than everyone else. And just take that one thing and just keep featuring it, doing it over and over and over again or putting it out there over and over again until it becomes a part of your brand. It may be fashion sense like this guy. It may be a lifestyle thing. I don't know. Maybe you're in a horseback riding and every time you're doing your song, you got videos with you on horseback. That's kind of silly, but the point is figure out something <laughs> that uh, you, you can you can essentially feature 
and cause you to stand out just from a presentation standpoint. And that's what branding uh, is largely about. All right, let me move on to the next point here because that subject can go on very, very deep. And again, just go back and check out the episode on music marketing and check out the branding episode. All right, last thing here. This guy said to me, hey, Walt, I want more fans. I want more people following my music. I want people to just really just get behind what I'm doing. All right, here's... The thing that uh, was actually mentioned on our recent episode, Managing Your Band, with Dr. Stephen Marconi and David Phil. In that episode, they talked about taking the average fan that you have and making that person into a raving fan. That's how you gain more fans. So in other words, stop focusing on growing your fan base Focus on the people that you already have following you, even if it's two people, 20 people, 30 people. Take those people who have bought your your stuff before or are, you know, following you on your social media platforms. Try to focus on those people. I'm going to give you guys just a, a random example that has nothing to do with music. So every year or so. Um, I have like cable and internet at my house and every year I get this bill that just jumps up dramatically. It's really annoying. I'm paying one thing and then magically my bill goes way up and I get all crazy. I get all angry and I'm like, and I call them. I'm like, guys, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. And as soon as I get ready to leave, then they offer me some type of deal, but it's never as really good as it was in the beginning. But meanwhile, on TV, I'm looking at this phenomenal deal. Like, well, wait a minute. On TV, I saw that you guys are offering cable for X dollars, like two bucks. And what do they say? Oh, that's for new customers. I cannot stand that. It's the stupidest. Okay, uh, let me calm down. I'm getting angry all over. The point is, A lot of times, companies, and I'm talking about you and your music now, you put an emphasis on getting brand new people versus really taking care of the people you already have. And that was really the point of my example. So instead of you going out and trying to figure out, I need 50 more fans. I want 50 more downloads. I need like a billion people to follow me on social media. How about you take the 10 people you have following you and do right by them? Now, here's where the magic is. If you can do right by these people, and this is where I'm going back to the uh, episode with managing your band, you can turn those individual fans into raving, proactive fans. That's how you grow your base because those people will tell their people and their people will tell their, their people. Does that make sense? If you can start, it's almost like those multi-level marketing schemes, but in a good way. This one is a good one where if I can get the one guy to really get behind my music, then maybe that one guy can get two people and then those two people get four people and it grows exponentially. And here's the magic word for online promotion, organically, a way that you don't have to pay a ton of money for. In our first example for promotion, right? It can happen organically. Does it take forever? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why promotion 
seems so awesome because you can just throw some money at it and hope that you can get a billion streams. But if you do it this way, if you take care of the people you have, those people will grow exponentially. And you don't need to have a billion fans. If you have, and I heard this before and I said this in a previous episode too, if you have, let's say, a thousand fans and over the course of a year, each person in your audience, they were to spend a hundred dollars with you, maybe 10 bucks on uh, an album, another 10 bucks on an album. You drop some merch, I don't know, it's 15, 25 bucks. You have some type of gear or whatever, posters, box set, blah, 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 doing some shows, what have you. But over the course of a year, that one fan, let's say that person loves your stuff and they manage to spend $100 over the course of a year and you have 1,000 of these people, how much money are you making? You're doing pretty well. And that's only with 1,000 people, not 50 million views on YouTube or whatever. So the point is, do right by those people. And let me go back to a previous point here, and I mentioned this at the top of the show, the whole Spotify thing. When you do right by these people, that means you're interacting with them online. Maybe you give them access to some free bonus material. Maybe you have some scratch tracks or some demos you didn't completely finish. Maybe polish them up a bit, send it to them for free. Or give them a link or something like that. Free access to some of your extra tracks. Like, yo, man, was just thinking about you. Appreciate you supporting me. Hey, here's some extra content for you. Check it out. Like, you you engage people that way. And then they're like, oh, snap. You know, X, Y, and Z, you know, reached out to me. He's interacting with me. He or she is like, you know, really down to earth. They kind of connect. And that person will show some love for you on their network. Now, here's a big thing. I mentioned the whole Spotify playlist thing, right? Now, imagine people like this, they are, let's say, on Spotify, and they are creating playlists, and now they're putting your track on there. That's how you gain more fans, because that one dude out there, or one dudette, they put that track onto their playlist, then the Spotify algorithms out there, the artificial intelligence out there for the computing world, it starts to say, hey, you know what? This guy's material... Or this girl's material is being added to playlists. And then more and more people are following it. And it's spreading organically. Hey, this person should maybe be featured in the little discovery area. And the next thing you know, your music grows exponentially. So again, if you treat people well, they'll put you on playlists. They'll download your music. They'll like your music. They'll review your music. But it all starts with doing right by the people you have versus the people you're trying to get and put all these incentives for people you don't even know. So again, please remember that example about the cable company. Don't be that company where you're giving the best deal to brand new customers. But if you're an existing customer, you suck. Just pay your bill. That's annoying. Okay, let me get off my uh, my, my soapbox. Mm-hmm. Because I'm riding clean, feel me? All right, so yeah, man, we're just about done for today. And don't forget to check out that book that we talked about. It's called Jingle Money. That's one word, Jingle Money. That is a book about making money by writing music for commercials, TV ads, radio ads, YouTube ads, you name it. 
That money's out there. Find out how to get it by picking up a copy of the book, Jingle Money. Just go to Amazon. It's there. You'll, you'll see it. We have two versions of it. The older one has been pulled down because the newer one is with Hal Leonard. But the old one, you can actually see reviews for the book. It was reviewed by musicians, and we've got some pretty high ratings on the book. So please check it out. It's well worth the read. You can find out a viable way to make money on the side, you know, your music side hustle. And it's a side hustle, quite frankly, that pays thousands of dollars. No joke. I did it for many, many years. I tell you exactly how to get your jingle side hustle on if you want to do more with it. Yeah, you can do that because I did it full time for many years. So, hey, check it out. The book is called Jingle Money. And yo, if you want to speak with me and uh, maybe send me some questions about that music life, just send an email to ask at successwithmusic.com or just visit our homepage. That's successwithmusic.com, successwithmusic.com. All right, people, it's time for me to vanish. Whoosh. You see? No, you can't see. Exactly. A better way for me in this life. That is my dream.